Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, y'all. Mm, 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 mm. Good morning. There we go. Good morning. See y'all in there. Hey, morning. Hey, Jamaica. Hey, Kedra. Just trying to get all my stuff. Shared. I don't know why sometimes I come in the morning. Good morning, Vanessa. Hey, Derek. Hey, nephew. Um, I don't know why sometimes I come in soft, talking so soft. I think it's because my boys are um, up near where I am, too. And I'm like, I'm not going to wake them up this morning. Hey, Tashana. Hey, Katina. Hey, if you are, I don't typically do this, but I do want to do this. If you are in the Little Rock area, and you are looking for um, the perfect stylist, I want to recommend my stylist, um, Deshauna Austin, or D-Stylist Zone. Um, she's who's, who keeps your girl's head right. Um, but it's different for me. She's um, really about the total care of the woman. And so, um, and she just provides a safe sp- space of peace and so if you're looking for a stylist in the Little Rock area, I want to recommend her to you. Um, you can book her on Book C. Um, she's definitely worth it. She's even worth a drive. Um, but there was a season, and that's I'm going to tell my testimony. There was a season last year where I was losing my hair. My hair was coming out. And she, like was like, we can ready to get on this. Um, I did what I was supposed to do with my diet. And she applied like 45 days of pressure and just restored, um, helped get me restored. So um, if you're looking for someone in the area, especially in the summer, coming out of braids, I know we love braids, but um, we need to let our hair breathe sometimes. She is perfect for that. And if you stay consistent with her, She'll do exactly what um, you need um, You need her to do. That's my little morning plug. I don't typically do that, but I needed to. Let me bring y'all a little closer on Instagram. I needed to give her that this morning because um, without her, I don't know if I would even have hair right now the way my hair was coming out. 
Um, well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ. Um, this is the morning devotional. We are family, we are believers, we are here. Um, and I just want to welcome you. Welcome, New York. Uh, welcome, Moralton. Welcome, Little Rock. Welcome, Jacksonville. Welcome, Orlando. Welcome, Harlem. Um, we are all over the nation. Um, welcome Africa later. We have some friends who tune in from Africa. Welcome Philadelphia. Um, just welcome you guys this morning. I want to get to prayer and get into this devotional. Um, if you have not shared the devotional, do me a favor. Go ahead and share the devotional. Let somebody else um, get connected to us this morning. One of the things that has just um, impacting my life lately has been, um, well, for the last, um, I'm going to say for the last, um, six years of my life has been this morning devotional. Um, good morning, Yara. <laughs> good morning. It has been this morning devotional. This morning devotional has changed my life. It's brought me into such a safe space with God and I'm learning and have continued to learn how to have um, just a very personal relationship with God. God desires for us to be personal. Can you put that in the comments today? Can you put that in your notes today? That God desires us to be personal. God does not want to be an impersonal relationship with us. God desires a personal relationship with us. We are his children. Um, we are, um, I am his daughter, you are his son. Um, we are joint heirs in Christ through Jesus. Like that's who we are. We're joint heirs in Christ through Jesus Christ. Jesus is what bonds us to God. Jesus is what has opened up the door so that we can have a more personal relationship with God. We do not have to wait on a priest. Come on, y'all. We do not have to wait on someone in the temple. We do not have to wait on y'all. Ain't got to wait on me. You don't have to wait on a pastor. We don't have to do that. We get to have this relationship with God um, and we get to make it personal. And the Bible is our guidance. And I know some of y'all are like, why are we going over this? Because, honey, you think you know what you know and you don't even know what you know. You just been doing stuff for so long. Woo! Like you'll think you know what you know, but you really don't know what you know because you've been doing stuff for so long. Like this has been your habit. Religion has been your habit. Church has been your habit. God has been your habit. You've been doing what you do for so long, like so long um, that you don't even um, recognize how you're caught up in this just kind of boring relationship. And how I think of it, like being real, real, is like being in a relationship like with my boo, <laughs> like with my boo, like when I was married, right? Like when I get married again, like I don't want that relationship dead. I don't want that relationship boring and relationships go through ebbs and flows. But the one thing I know about God is he is consistent. He is not lukewarm. He is not in a position or place where um, he leaves us, forsakes us. He's not going to get mad at us and sleep on the couch. <laughs> We get mad. We get mad at him and sleep on the couch, but he doesn't get mad at us and sleep on the couch, right? He didn't do that. He's there with us. He's 
He's present. He's forever present. He's forever embracing us. I was having a conversation with Josiah about his relationship with God in this season. And I'm just like, Jojo, you know, um, uh, it may look different in this season. I, and he was like, you know, well, I just feel like, you know, um, well, how did he say? He said, I just feel like, you know, you know, the, um, I don't, I can't like just press back in. And I'm like, that's the deceit of the enemy. He loves to make us think that we can't press back into our relationship with God or like um, he loves to make us feel guilty if we've been away, if we haven't been as faithful to the things that God has told us to do. He loves us to make us, he loves to make us feel guilty. Um, he loves guilt, condemnation and shame. He loves to play on rejection. He loves to play on insecurity. He loves to play on your fear. Like he loves to play on doubt. Anything that he sees in you that he knows that God didn't put in you, that circumstances and situations um, place these things on you or developed this nature in you. He loves to play on anything that's not the nature of God or that's not the nature of God in you, right? Second Timothy 1 and 7 tells us, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Woo! That didn't come from God. The fear of the Lord looks different. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, sound mind. Woo! Can you, in your comments, God gave me power. God gave me love. God gave me sound mind. He did not give me fear, right? And so, Anytime I find myself in a position or a place where fear is trying to lead my decisions, take me on a course, take me on a journey, I'm like, look, this didn't come from my, and I'm a little hood sometimes, this, this, this didn't come, this ain't God, this ain't God, bro. Like I talk trash to the enemy, I'm like, this ain't God, this ain't God, this fear that I'm experiencing. This fear is not healthy. This fear is paralyzing my decision making. This, this fear is leading me and guiding me in the wrong direction. This fear has me responding in my flesh. Um, this, this fear, this fear is not of God because God gave me power, love, and a sound mind, right? Like God gave me power, love, and a sound mind. So anything that's outside the power, the love, and the sound mind, that's not from right? But the only way that I'll be able to recognize my nature that's not like God is one, I got to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because he's going to produce the new nature in me. Woo! My God. And I'll make that invitation. See, you you accepted Jesus Christ was not just so you go to heaven or and stay out of hell. Jesus is not a get out of hell card. The exception, the conversion, the, the discipleship, the exception of Jesus Christ is so that this carnal man nature can be transformed into who you were originally um, um, born to be and who God created you to be. Psalms 139 and 16 tells us you have books written about you. You got to get revelation of this. Like you got books written about you. You got things that God have already said about you. There's a plan that God has already laid out since the, since the foundation of earth. And it's not just about being in heaven. That's a big part of it. Yep. Go be with Jesus. 
but there's a larger thing on display because we're to disciple others. Those of us that are called, those of the, us that are chosen, come on now, we're to disciple others. Come on. So we, we're, we're this season, this is season six of Coffee and Conversation. And if you're new to the devotional, you can get over into the website, lmjministries.org, and you can find out all about us. You can find out where we are. You can find out what we're doing. You can find out, you can go to YouTube and get six years worth of video. Yeah, there's books written about you get six years worth of video and all that God has been taking us on this journey in this personal relationship with him. So let me pray. That was my encouragement. <laughs> um, part of my assignment on this earth is to encourage you and to uplift you, <laughs> to encourage you and uplift you because this devil does not, he wants you defeated. He don't want you to know how much God loves you. He don't want you to understand how good God is to you um, and how much God is looking for you. So I want to go back to something. Um, this season six, God started us with Romans, right? He started us in the chapter of Romans, reminding us that everything was working by the spirit. That's Romans 8, 27 and 31. You can go back and catch, um, catch up with us if you're new to the devotional. So he was reminding us, God was like, look, you know, um, all of this that's gone on in your life, like the spirit is still there leading and I'm going to flip this, right? That's kind of my hip hop version. I'm going to flip this and I'm going to make it work for your good. Woo! Can you put that in your notes? God is going to flip this. Woo! My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is going to flip this. Like I'm going to flip this. I'm going to flip this around. I'm going to Turn this around. I'm getting ready to flip this. This is what he was saying in Romans 8, 27, 31. Like, I'm getting ready to flip this and I'm going to make this for your good. I'm going to flip whatever the circumstance, the situation that has drawn you in and drawn you away from me. And I'm going to make it for you for your good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the divorce and I'm going to make it for your good. I'm going to flip the drug abuse and I'm going to make it for your good. I'm going to flip the sexual addiction and I'm going to make it for your good. I'm going to flip the anxiety and I'm going to make it for your good. Like, that's what God was saying. He says, I'm going to flip this. Like at the end of the day, this is going to go to work for you. Woo! My God, at the end of the day, Teresa James, this is going to go to work for you. At the end of the day, Stasi, this is going to go to work for you, right? Even the mistakes, even the issues, even the problems, like God going to flip this and he's going to make it go to work. He's going to make it. He's going to make everything work out for your good. We just got to make sure Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that we trust in the Lord, <laughs> not in ourselves. This has been like the scripture I've been chewing on for the last few years. Trust in the Lord, not in Lakeisha. Trust in the Lord. <laughs> Lean not into my own understanding in all my ways, acknowledge him, right? Don't lean into Lakeisha. Don't lean into the world. Don't lean into other people. I got to lean into my own understanding, not into my own understanding in all my ways, like acknowledge him. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to lead. He's going to derive my path. And his path looks so much different than the path that we could lay out for ourselves. His path looks so much different than, um, what we could design for ourselves. His path is not made up. His path was already planned out. His path has a structure. It has an order. His path even has a clause for when I mess up. It's called repentance. Woo! Jesus, come on. His path even has a provincial clause in it 
for when I mess up and it's called Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! I, I, can I say that one more time? His path has a, a clause in it. Like, for when I mess up, he's not done with me. And this doesn't mean that I get to be all over the place. But what this means is I don't have to, um, I, I get to still come before him, right? I get to still be connected to him. His, 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 his thing has, it doesn't cut me off. Woo! It doesn't cut me off. His plan, as a matter of fact, draws me in. There's a particular scripture in the Bible said that he'll leave the 99. He'll leave the 99 that I'm so precious to God that he'll leave behind all the 99 and come for me because that's how precious I am to him. So I'm going to flip this. So I want to give you something this morning. Luke 15, we're going to 1132. I'm not getting ready to read this. And we talked about this a little bit the other day, but I need to I need to come back here because God was reminding me of some things this morning. And I was up repenting for some things that I didn't even know. Like I was repenting for vanity this morning, being vain in places um, that I had not even recognized was being vain. Right. Because this world has a, a pattern of thinking that is contrary to the it's contrary to. Um, what the word says and the standard of the word. So like I'm up this morning and God began to show me something. And he was like, you know, that's like vanity. That's vain. That's you being vain. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even think of this from a vain place. Right. Remember, we were in Timothy and it was talking about being lovers, self-love of ourselves. Think about the push for selfies. Right. Think about the push for always posting a picture of ourselves right and we all guilty of it and some of it is communication and some of it is letting our people but really asking ourselves every time i take a selfie what what am i caught into am i caught into myself and i know some of us are learning to love ourselves which is cool but what's most important that we learn to love god first Woo! because if i don't ever understand the love of the father first I'm never going to be able to grasp how to properly really love myself. And then how I love myself will always be attached to doing something or things. Can I drink for a second? Woo! That was a lot. How I love myself will always be attached to doing something or things. Think about how people push self-care Self-care is always attached to doing something or things, right? And then when I go without those things or I can't connect to those things, then I assume that my value for myself isn't present. But that's a whole nother lesson. So let's go over Luke 15, 11 and 32. And what God was just sharing with me is how in so many ways, how many of us have had a prodigal nature. My God, like how many of us have had a prodigal nature, right? Um, and if you don't know the story of the prodigal son, father has two sons, got some money, got some land. And the younger son is like, I want my money. I want it now. <laughs> like, I want my money. I want it now. I don't want to wait till you die. I don't want to wait till later. He's impulsive. 
Um, he's got his eyes set on a certain way that he wants to live. And so he's like, I want my money. I want my money right now. And here he, the father is before him and the father doesn't even argue with him, right? He doesn't say that in the context of the scripture, right? And so the father doesn't even argue with him. He gives him exactly what he asked for. And I was, come on, I was meditating this um, with how sometimes I'm like, Lord, there are probably some things that you've allowed me to do. And you didn't even argue with me, but you knew they were not good for me. But because I wasn't mature enough or wise enough to wait on you, like you probably were like, go on and do this. <laughs> and I didn't let discernment or the wisdom of the word kick in, right? Like I can think of several things, like student loans. Can we just go to student loans for a second? I can go to student loans for a second. I don't think God ever told me to take out one student loan that I took out. But I did not patiently wait on him. Like I did not patiently wait on him. I didn't seek his face. I didn't ask him, was this the plot and was this the plan? And is this how I should do it? I just wanted to go to school because people told me going to school was going to make me successful. And I didn't even think to plot the plan to go to school and maybe go to a junior college first if I didn't have uh, money to pay for it. Or like when I first got accepted into the University of Central Arkansas, my mom had to take out a loan and help me pay for that. Like I didn't even have the strategy or the wisdom or the discernment to really seek his face in that area because I wanted what I want and I wanted it then. Woo! Come on. Like I want what I want and I want it then, right? And so when we see the prodigal son, right, that's who he is. So I need to define prodigal for you this morning, because when we use the word prodigal, we use, and you're going to be able to tap this into something in your life. I know you are, or God wouldn't have brought us to this place. So when we start looking at the prodigal son and what God began to show me this morning, this is what it means to be prodigal, given to extravagant expenditures, expending money or other things without necessity, <laughs> lavish, wasteful, not frugal. Y'all want me to read it again? You, you want me to read it again? Oh my God. This is what it means to be prodigal. Come on. Given to extravagant spend expenditures, expending money on other things without necessity, profuse, lavish, wasteful, not and as I was reading this this morning, I started thinking, right? Remember, I just brought that up about student loans. I just started thinking about like we all at some capacity and place in our life or even in our lives now have prodigal ways. Ooh, ooh. Come on, Lord. Uproot this this morning. Uproot this. Pluck this out of us. Pull this up out of us. We got some prodigal ways. There's a prodigal in me. There's a there's a prodigal in me. There's an there's something. And, and if we parallel this to the scripture, we've taken off and put our money, our time, and our attention in these places because this is what we want, and we want it now, and we don't know how to practice delayed gratification. We all got a prodigal somewhere in us. We all, we all got a prodigal somewhere in us. We all have lived extravagant, expender, expending, wasteful. Come on now, doing things 
out of time and out of season because we're trying to gratify the flesh. That's the only thing that was going on with the prodigal son. He wanted what he wanted now and wasn't willing to wait on it. The great delayed gratification. And we live in a world, right? We, we're renewing our minds so we don't live like the world. We're renewing our minds so we don't live wasteful. We don't, and I don't start arguing with me. Well, are you trying to tell me, Lord, don't want me to have nice things? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, Lord, don't want us squandering our wealth. I'm saying the Lord doesn't want us um, prodigal where this is driving us, right? Skip over to Matthew 6, right? Um, when the Lord starts talking to us about not serving um, two masters or two gods, and he's talking about the love of money, right? And when you back up before that, he talks to them about not worrying, right? Come on now, this beat this morning. He talks to them about not worrying and he's like, hey, don't worry. And then he uses a word in that particular scripture. He says, pagan. He said, he said at the end of the scripture, he said, don't worry. He said, pagan people worry after these things. Pagan people worry after these things. So when you see the word pagan, what he's saying is the worship of false gods. And then later in that money, he said, you can't worship. He Later in that scripture, he said, you can't worship God and worship money. He said, you can't worship God and you can't worship money. Like all of this is in Matthew 6. It's all wrapped up. And so he's saying pagan, those that serve or worship other gods, right? And so if your prodigal self, my prodigal self is leading us in a particular area, we probably have a worship of another God. We probably got an idol. We probably got a, we got, we probably got something that we have our affection or our attention on that's not God. <laughs> that's deep. Come on, y'all. That's deep. That's deep. We probably got our affection on something that's not like God. We probably got our attention on something that's not like God. The prodigal son had to have his attention on something else that he had to have all of what he had like he had to have it all now and he had to have his attention or affection on something else something he had his sights on that was outside the the father's perfect will Woo! jesus that's deep like that's so that's so deep so i'm looking at the lord this morning i'm like where have i had extravagant um Spend expenders, where am I spending money on things without necessity? Where am I prodigal? What's driving me in this season? Oh my God, where am I giving direction to? Like, what's driving me in this season? What am I doing? What's going on? What may have my attention? Where am I acting like the pagans? Where am I acting very prodigal? Where am I acting? Where am I not acting like you? And then he took me to this last scripture, Galatians 5 and 16. And I'm going to read it to you. Um, I'm going to read it to you in the message. First, Galatians 5 and 1, it says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand now. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. When I read Galatians 5 and 1, I'm like, Lord, my prodigal nature, my pagan nature will enslave me to things that you didn't desire for me to be locked into. 
But once my sight is locked into those things, then what typically will begin to happen for me is that will become the driving force of every decision that I make. And that is not my spiritual nature making the decisions. That is my flesh making the decisions. That's my pagan or my prodigal self making the decisions. So Christ has sent us to give us a life that's supposed to set us free, right? That's supposed to set us free from these things, right? So skip down to like the 13th verse of Galatians. I'm reading out the message Bible. It says, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. <laughs> Just make sure you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Woo! My God. So if a prodigal life pulls me or a pagan life pulls me into an idol because once I'm pulled into an idol, I'm enslaved in that. I'm just giving you this. Then my freedom is gone because everything that I do every day is going to be to get to that goal that I have in my prodigal or pagan nature. And that ain't free. Woo! Come on, y'all. I know it's deep this morning and that ain't free. That's not free because if I'm not bound to God, I'm not bound to his way of thinking. I'm not bound to his way of doing something. Then can I tell you something? I'm bound to something else. <laughs> so if I'm not bound to his nature, how he, and we just using money, how he tells us to use money or whatever, then I'm bound to something else. Something else is leading me. Something else has me bound. Something else has me locked up and that's not free either, right? My flesh nature will tell me God's ways don't want me to be free. My spirit man will tell me my freedom comes in living according to kingdom and living according to God's plan. So let me give you this and then I'm praying we're going to go. It says, this is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. When Jesus, when he asked him, he said, what is the greatest commandment? What's the greatest thing you could do right now? He said, love me with all your heart, <laughs> right? Love, love me. Hey, cousin, love me with all your heart. Love me with all your heart. Love me with all your heart. Uh, Matthew 6 and 33, seek the kingdom first. He was telling me, he said, love me with all your heart. Because if I'm loving God with all my heart, it's going to do a better job at guiding my sin nature than me loving other things first. He says, he says, just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up into a single verse. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite, ravage each other, watch out in no time. You'll be annihilating each other. And where you where will your precious freedom be then. He said, my counsel is this, live freely, animated, and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness, 
These two ways of life are contrary to each other so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? Woo! The pagan or prodigal you will pull you into law-dominated existence. Can I give you the example based on what I gave you earlier? Because I took out student loans, I'm now bound to a law that tells me I got to pay them that also comes with the cost of compounded interest. I got to go. I just gave it to you, right? So because we, we talked about student loans, because I took out student loans, I'm now bound to a law with compounded interest, right? I'm now bound to a law with compounded interest. I'm not free now. I'm not free now because I'm now bound to something and I'm regulated to pay it. So I'm not free financially because I'm bound to this. That's how I feel this morning. That's how I felt when the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. <laughs> Some, sometimes, sometimes I devoted time. All your can I tell you this so I can help you right now? All your devoted time before the God, before the Lord is not gonna be like fluffy and filly. <laughs> it's not gonna be fluffy and filly. Some of your devoted time before the Lord is gonna be you learning what's in you and not because He's gonna show you. He's going to show you through your word. This is not, this is not my nature in you. This is not, this is not my nature in you. This is not my nature. This is the nature of the flesh. This is your prodigal self. This is your pagan self. That right there is not my nature in you. That's the nature of this world. That's the nature of your circumstances. That's the nature of your situation. That's the nature of what you've been eating on. That's the nature of the circles that you've been in. That, that's, the, that's the nature of it. That's, that's where that came from. And I'm trying to show it to you. I'm trying to show it to you in the world so that you we can deal with it. And I don't have to cause a situation to happen for you to see it. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That's what that scripture means. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. So if I humble myself, then he ain't got to humble me. Woo! If I let the word work it out of me, if I let the word take it out of me, if I let the word work it out of me, then I ain't, he ain't got to humble me. Woo! He, he don't have to humble me. He don't have to do this. Oh, my God. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. Woo! Let it be fruitful in our lives. This was not easy to digest. I'm going to be honest. This was not easy to digest. This was not this was not easy to digest. This was not comfortable to digest. <laughs> but we need this word sealed in our hearts so that we can see what's in us that's not prodigal. We can see what's in us that's pagan, that's not like you. We can see the other gods. We can see the other idols. That's what we've been praying in this season. For you to open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Woo! Give us more revelation in your word. In Jesus name. 
Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, can I offer you that opportunity? Because that's how you're going to break this up the first. That's the first way you're going to break this up. That's the first way you're going to begin to learn what's your prodigal self and what's your pagan self and what's of the spirit. It's first accepting Jesus Christ um, as Lord and Savior. When you do this, he's going to cleanse you of your sins. He's going to pull you into righteousness. Come on now. You're going to have God's righteousness. And then the Holy Spirit is going to do the greater work. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Woo! If you pray that prayer, do me a favor. Send me a email to info at justbeinglmj.com. And then what I'm going to turn around and do, right? Just what I'm going to turn around and do. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to send you some material because I want to further disciple you. Now, my last thing is if the Lord blesses you or place it on your heart to partner with this ministry, lmjministries.org, you can go there and um, you can give a donation. We are 501c3 partnership. You can find out about our program, Feed the Streets, Jew Projects, and the other things we do. If the Lord places it on your heart to give there, go to the website and it can you can cash app. It, it has all the ways to give on the website. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the giving of your people this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you're giving seed to the sower, Father God, um, to further the gospel. I thank you, Father God, for your holiness, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Now, let me bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Woo! May his face shine upon you. May favor go before you. May it be rear, your rear guard. May health be your reasonable portion, that everything you put your hands to prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare a double hedge of protection around you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guess what? Starting next week, we are sipping at six. We are not live at five. So put the alert, put it in your phone. Somebody put it in the comment. We sipping at six. Get your coffee, get your tea. We sipping at six. We sip it. Some of y'all who got to go to work, just put it on in the car. Um, put it on in your ear if you can. We're sipping at six. Somebody put that in the comments. Starting next week, the replay will play at six. The devotional will be live from six to six thirty. We are sipping at six. So I'll see y'all Monday next week. That's a new time. We've been in the same time for the last five years. We enter in the sixth year. And the Lord is like, we're getting ready to do something different. So go ahead and put the alert in your phone. Treat it as your appointment, like a weekly appointment. We're sipping at six. Ladies, if you want to be a part of um, our weekend edition of Pillow Talk, we're going into Hot Springs. We're going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, there's, there's, um, we're going to send that information. It's a small group of us that's going to hang out. I would love for you to hang out with us. I'm going to pour into you all weekend long. If that's you and the Lord speaks to your heart, once that information released, going to get registered for the weekend. There'll be a payment plan. I'll see you guys Saturday in the morning at um, 7 a.m. for the ladies prayer call. I cannot wait to see you there. Don't forget about Feed the Streets. Thank you. For those of y'all who are new joining our community, we welcome you and thank you for joining our community of believers. Go on in grace in Jesus Christ. I love you. I love you. I love you. But more than anything, God loves you. 
God loves you. God loves you so much. Now, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. You're the only Jesus that someone may ever come in contact with and someone needs to experience that to you. So go be loved today. Let somebody else experience that love. And I'll see y'all back. I'll see y'all back. What? I'll see y'all back next week at six o'clock. I love you guys so, so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.